Well, listen to me this morning. I, I want to share with you a message that I shared last week in Sanger. And I told them, as I'm going to tell you, this is a message, message that I believe is not just for our body, but those of you watching on live stream, this is also for the church in this moment. The title of this message is From the Flock to the Fold. From the Flock to the Fold. But before I get into the content the passages, the scriptures, I want to share two different quotes from two uh, individuals that I respect. The first is from Rick Rayner. Rick Rayner says this, your spiritual gymnasium, your training center is your local church home and your bodybuilders and trainers are the leaders God has placed in your life. How many of you would like to get spiritually fit? Yeah. And I know especially as we get to 2022, there's already in our mind, I want to do this better next year. I want to be grow spiritually better in this area. Well, for that to happen, you need to be connected. I need to be connected with the church home and understand the role of the leadership is to train. And then Rick Godwin says this, it's easy to be a critic or a cheerleader. It's harder to be a coach. A critic sees your weaknesses and attacks your worst self. A cheerleader sees your strengths and celebrates your best self. A coach sees your potential and helps you become a better version of yourself. You see, as a coach, and I want you to understand, I understand my role at CWC Life TV, both in color and Dinuba, I am placed as a head coach, but I'm not the owner of this team. God is. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, He purchased those that have put their faith in Him, and we are now part of His team. And as a head coach, my job is not to see you remain where you're at, but to see you grow to where you can be. My job is to call out and to equip you through the Word of God and by the Spirit of God to become the best of what God's gifted you to become. This is so important. And so today I want to encourage you through this Word. I want to call out of you what I know is inside of you and what God has placed in you. Again, I'm speaking of this, on the subject of from the flock to the fold. And we're going to look at two passages right now. One out of Jeremiah, the other from Ezekiel. In Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 3 and 4. Jeremiah 23, verses 3 and 4. We read, But I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them, and bring them back, notice, to their folds. And they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them. And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. And then in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11, 13, 14, and 16. Ezekiel 34, verses 11, 13, 14, and 16. We read, For thus says the Lord God, 
Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will seek what was lost and bring back. What was driven away. Bind up the broken. And strengthen what was sick. These two passages of scripture from the Old Testament. Speak of the promise of God to gather his flock. To search out. He declared, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. And then he says, the reason he's doing this is to bring them to their folds. To a place, notice, where they will fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor find themselves lacking. How many of you would like to be in that position, that place, where you fear no more, where you are not not easily discouraged, and where you lack nothing? Now... God wants to move you and I from just being part of a flock into becoming part of the fold. What do you mean, Pastor? Let me define flock and fold. First, the flock. Flock speaks of an assembly. Lives. Travels. Lives that travel and feed together. You've heard the saying, birds of a feather, they do what? They flock together. Now, when it comes to a flock, we know that there are many things that flock together, including people. And a flock may have a shepherd, may be composed of believers, or just a flock of geese. But here's the thing. A flock may or may not have order. A flock may or may not have order. A fold is different. Fold means to bend or wind, entwine, bring together and entwine. It means to embrace or clasp a group sharing a common belief or values, a group that shares common beliefs and values. And in Hebrew, the word for fold, it speaks this, it is defined this way. At home, residence, or habitation, a pleasant place. The fold speaks of strong order and organization. It resembles heaven in government and protected refuge like guarded perimeters. A fold keeps things decently. And in order, it has a shepherd and watchman to keep guard. A fold is the coming together of believers in the name of Jesus to worship as well as to give God the glory. I believe that what God is saying to us at CWC Life is this. I don't just want you to be part of a flock. 
I want you to be part of my fold. I want you to move from just being identified with my people to actually being connected with my people. You see, I believe today that God doesn't want you or I on the outside looking in. He wants us to be in the mix. He wants us right in the middle of what he is doing. God wants this so bad in our lives that the scripture that we read says that he seeks us out personally. He searches for us. He chases us. CWC Life Family, the Lord has made a great investment. The giving, the sacrifice of his own son, not only to reconcile us to himself, but to connect us one to the other. And here's the thing about him. He will hound you. He will seek you out. He will search you. No matter where you find yourself at, he is after you. He is relentlessly pursuing you. The psalmist Put it this way, in Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Do you see it? He is relentless in his pursuit of you. I'm so grateful today and thankful that God doesn't give up on us, that he is relentlessly pursuing us. We can run, but we can't hide. He will chase you down from just being part of the flock and bring you into the fold. A fold is a group of believers brought together in unity to a place of feeding. It's a place that is a refuge for the troubled, the sick, and hurting people. It is a protected environment. In a flock, wolves and goats enter almost at will. But in a fold, no one enters to do harm to the lambs, the sheep, the pasture, or the pastor. Why? Because the great shepherd of the sheep is always on guard, protecting his fold. Now listen to me. A fold is a family. A fold is a family. God created you and I. He formed us for his family, his fold. To be part of the body of Christ. He formed us to fit in the church. He formed us in order to become part 
of his great plan. He formed you with just the right shape, talent, fit, character, gifts, in order that his family could know completion. You are important, not only to God, you are important to CWC life because this is more than a human institution. This is a living organism. We are not Kiwanis. We are not Lions Club. We are not some country club where you simply sign up and pay fees for a membership. We are more than that. We literally, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are connected. We are related. We are family. And He has brought us together to experience the fullness of life that Jesus made available. And when you find your place in the family and you get connected, and you get involved and you allow His life to flow through you, what you experience is a dimension of living that is higher, that is greater, that it has a, a greater capacity of God's power unfolding and being released through you. Why? Because when you're connected His way, you have the support of His power. You have the support of His strength. You have the support of His might. God will elevate your life. Why? Because you are operating with in the circumference and the boundaries of his guidelines and will for your life. Watch this. Watch, watch this. Ephesians 1.5, Paul writes this. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what, wow, he wanted to do. It gave him great pleasure. God adopted us. In adoption, it's a choice. A conscious choice. It's a choice. That means, if you're part of his family, you're not a oops. You're not an accident. God intended for you to be part. He chose you. He said, I called you by name because I wanted you in my family. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You are a miracle. Because not only did I choose you, but I caused you to be born again, supernaturally, spiritually. I made you alive so that now, supernaturally, spiritually, you are literally now part of another family. Besides your human family, you are connected to God's family. Speak of that. Wow. I'm wanted. You think that's a miracle? You're wanted. (laughs) Think of that. We're valued by God. And then 1 Peter 1.3. Peter writes in 1 Peter 1.3, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. God has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of God's own family. What is our purpose? 
our purpose in life is to be a part of the family, the fold of God. Paul reiterates this in Romans 12.5. Romans 12.5, he says, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. Watch this. And we all belong to each other. And then, as a body, he says, we belong to each other and need each other. I need you. You need me. We are family. Yeah, some of you already, y'all know that, huh? I know where you've been, yeah. We are family. We literally are in the body of Christ. And you need me. I need you. We all matter. We all have a part to play. We all have a function to carry out. Now, how many of you wake up in the morning and tell your leg, hey, leg, if you're fully functioning, do you tell your leg that's fully functional? Leg, today you get the day off. Or you wake up and you tell your hand, man, you've been working hard. You know what? I'm not even going to bother with you today. You just, you just chill there. You just hang. Of course not. We need, if we are fully functional, we need every part of our body at work in order that we can operate at maximum potential, optimal level. It is necessary. And God is saying, I not only called you, I not only adopted you, I not only made you part of my family, but in my family, you have a part, you have a function, you have a role. And as you begin to fulfill that role, you begin to fit in, you begin to connect, and you begin to enable and empower my body to operate at optimum level. Now, this next verse, we're going to look at it a little different. I know that we are used to hearing about it in regards to the rapture, the second coming of the Lord, and we hear this verse at funerals, 1 Thessalonians 4.15, but I want to break it down a little different. 1 Thessalonians 4.15 says, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are, watch this, alive and what? Alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep or dead. Now, to be alive, notice, means breathing. Natural life. Are you breathing? Thank God you're breathing. I'm breathing. That means I'm alive. Then the word to remain means doing something active. In other words, not just going to church, but being the church. Are you alive? Am I alive? Yes. So while I'm alive, I'm to remain. That is, I'm to be doing something active. I'm breathing, therefore I'm to operate. I'm breathing, therefore I'm to activate what I have the gifting by God to do. The same. The part that I play, I'm breathing, and while I'm breathing, then I have the responsibility of remaining, of being active. Listen. Not just a once upon a time experience with God, but an on fire chasing after God. An alive and remaining type of believer. Not just breathing, but connected and plugged in to the flow of God, drawing closer to God. Listen, as part 
of the fold. You are serving. You are a frontline participant. As part of the fold, you are a red-hot believer, faithful, sacrificing to push the work of the Lord along. You desire to serve under your pastor, to be active in volunteer service, to fulfill your ministry, to tithe, to give, to pray, to serve, and to evangelize. Why? Because you understand, I'm here by divine choice, and I'm here by divine grace and mercy. I have a part to play, not because I was all qualified, but because the God who called me has qualified me by His Spirit, and He's caused me to be born again, and in that born again experience, He gave me all things necessary for life and godliness. I am more than just a part of a team. I am part of a living organism that has the ability to experience life to the fullest in Christ. But when you're part of the flock, you just want to eat. You come with a mindset of, what does the church have for me? What's in it for me? You come with a mindset of, feed me. That's flock thinking. That's flock thinking is gimme, gimme, gimme. But when you're part of the fold, you understand you are part of family. This is not just an institution. This is a living organism. What are you saying, Pastor? God doesn't want you and I to just be consumers. He wants us to be contributors. God doesn't want us to just be consumers. He wants us to be contributors. He doesn't want me to come to church just to fulfill an obligation to Christianity. When you're just part of a flock, you tithe some. You pray some. You attend some. You serve some. But watch. But most of the serving you do is observing. Observing. Watching others who are winning the war. But when you're part of the fold, you are a spirit-filled participator. You don't come just to church. You understand you are the church. You get involved. You find out what's going on. You see a need and you feel it. You see a hurt and you heal it. When you and I stop observing and participating in the move of God, we begin to move closer to Him and we experience more of His power functioning and operating, not just in us, but through us. I told you, I came as your coach today. Now, what I've discovered, there's a difference between just working out and working out. If you want great gain, 
you got to put up with great pain. I, 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 I just thought, you know, if I just keep working out, woo, there's going to come a day where, woo, I feel good all the time. Oh, heck no. I said heck no, okay? <laughs> all right, I'll do it right. Hades, no, for you spiritual folks. It's like, I'm, and so there's like, okay, I want to gain here, I want to gain there, but I realize if you want to gain in that area, you've got to put more effort in that area. And you see, when you come to the house of God and you start finding yourself like hearing something that it's just like, is pastor talking to my husband? Is pastor talking to my wife? Is, in fact, in Southern Cal, somebody said, you know what? I felt like somebody picked up the phone and told you what was going on in my life before you came. They don't know. That's not me. That's the Holy Spirit. He knows where you need more gain in. But he's going to work through a human instrument who he's placed in position as your spiritual coach leader to speak into that area. But when God speaks into that area, it's not because he's trying to hurt you. He's trying to fit you. It's crossfit in the kingdom. It literally is crossfit. Where you discover he calls you to be fit through the principles of the cross. And the cross always leads to denial. But when you deny then you start to gain in that area unto growth and godliness. This is what it's about. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. How tremendous is the power available to us who believe in God. Now watch this. When you and I decide to go from the flock to the fold, there's promise. And here's a promise. You will not fear anymore. Secondly, you will not be dismayed anymore. In other words, you won't be easily discouraged. And then you will lack nothing. Tormented, bound by fear. Listen to me. When I spoke this word in Sanger, they informed me towards the end. You are on live stream. I asked them, am I on live stream? Yes. And so then I said, for you on live stream. And I'm speaking to you now, watching today. And I'm speaking to this body. Many believers are bound by fear right now. And as a result, they're staying away from the house of the Lord. But here's my problem. I find some of these believers who say, I'm afraid. I don't want to be in church because maybe I'll catch this or whatever. Okay. But then you see them pop on social media. And they're posting, I was here. And I'm like looking. Uh, but there's people there with no mask. Uh, hmm. 
So what you're saying is you're not afraid of those people, but you're afraid of your family? And those people, there's no connection there. And yet your family has been pivotal pivotal in helping you grow. And you're cutting yourself off from that because of fear? Now, listen, I am not insensitive because there's people that think, well, you're just saying that because you're a pastor. I'm also a person who has experienced fear, anxiety, depression to great degree in my life. But here's what I learned. You don't conquer fear by staying in fear. You conquer fear by acting in faith. I, I was in church when I was going through extreme anxiety and depression. Battling to a degree that some of you will never know. The urge to run out. My mother, my, my, my wife would tell you that at my father-in-law's church, I was there and I wanted to leave. It was during a time when I battled deep depression, anxiety, and, but I said no. And I kept telling myself, God is greater. God is my keeper. God is my, and I kept, I had to speak to myself. But I learned something. Because it didn't just happen that one time. It happened several times when I would go to the house of the Lord. I would feel that anxiety again, that fear again. But I stayed put. And I learned something. That fear can only be conquered when you act in faith. When you say, I'm going to act in the opposite spirit because fear is a spirit. I'm going to act in the opposite spirit of what fear is trying to make me live in. I'm not going to stay isolated. I'm going to get connected. Yes, I'll do what I have to do to keep myself safe. But I'm not going to allow this to stop me from being part of the body that Christ paid the price for me to be part of. Because that's where your healing's going to come. That's where you're going to experience fearing not. That's where you're going to not, you're going to discover strength so that you're not easily discouraged. That's where you'll lack nothing because in this body you find somebody that has what you need. Bishop Steve Perea has often said this. We, the body of Christ, We are not all weak at the same time. That's why we need one another. Because when I'm connected, and I'm weak, but I'm connected to my brother, what happens? Their strength is imparted to me. Their encouragement helps me overcome my discouragement. I'm coming in for a landing, but this is too good. Why go from the flock to the fold? Because we need stability. We need stability in our lives. And how do you get it? Paul says in Colossians 2, watch this, verses 6 and 7. 
as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Listen, why from the flock to the fold? Because we need stability. Church, it's time to grow roots. It's time to stop running away every time we face difficulty. It's time to stabilize ourselves. It's time to throw the anchors over. It bears repeating. Here in our local setting behind us in the mountains, we have the giant sequoias. But there's something interesting about the giant sequoias. It's this, the giants of sequoia the sequoias of California, they have a very shallow root system. Their roots extend just barely beneath or below the surface. It sounds impossible because we know that all trees need deep root roots to withstand drought and wind. But the sequoias are most unique. Watch this. They only Grow in groves. They only grow in groves where their roots intertwine and their limbs interconnect with each other. So when the strong winds blow, they hold each other up. This is the way the church is designed to be. Without the help of others to keep roots firmly planted, with no support from other Christians, we will find ourselves ultimately falling. But when you're connected, when you're rooted, you're entwined with the body, when you recognize I'm part of a family and I need to be faithful to the family reunions that happen at our house so that I can not only contribute, but also I can receive the ministry that my brother, my sister in Christ can offer to me, can uh, impart to me, then you and I will find ourselves growing. You see, this body, the body of Christ grows not only through God's grace coming directly from Him, but it grows as His grace abounds in other believers. And I'm open to receiving what God's gifted them to do. So don't just be part of the flock come into the fold. But here's the thing. It's a choice. And Jesus said this to his people, the Jewish people in Matthew 23, 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. Watch this. How often I wanted to gather. I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. It's check time. It's time for me to check myself. It's time for you to check yourself. What do you mean, Pastor? In Matthew's Gospel, we also read in Matthew 25, a familiar passage, 
Matthew 25, 31 through 33, it says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. And He will set the sheep on His right hand, but the goats on the left. I want to challenge you and I today to be part of the sheep fold, not the goat fold. Be part of the sheep fold, not the goat fold. What do sheep enjoy? They love green pastures. They love church feeding grounds. They don't miss a feeding. They crave the shepherds or the pastors or the teachers of the body. They're teaching. They come ready to eat. They come with their Bibles, whether it's printed or on their phone or their iPad. They come with notebooks. They come ready to take in what's being said so that they can renew their mind because they know that as I grow healthy, I become empowered to reproduce sheep, to lead others to Christ. And they come To enjoy the comfort of a shepherd that's watching over them. But here's the thing about sheep. They never drink from agitated water. The waters must be still. They must be quiet. They must be safe. In other words, they refuse to listen to garbage. They don't go to agitated waters to drink. In other words, they're not caught up in strife, division, and debate, and backbiting. Here's another thing about sheep. They're willing to let the shepherd shear their wool. And sometimes in the house of God, God may say, you need to talk to that person. And you need to shear some wool off of them. But why do you take the wool off? Because when the wool becomes too excessive, that wool, once it falls and it finds itself hit by water, will cause that sheep to become vulnerable. Because it's easy for that sheep to roll down. And once it's on its back, it's called a cast sheep. And if not attended to soon enough, that cast sheep can actually end up dying. Because it's unable to move because the weight of the wool is holding it down. And sometimes God will use leadership, teachers, pastors to shear wool off our lives. Not to hurt us, but to keep us from becoming destroyed by what will hurt us. And sheep are willing to be sheared. But then there's the goats. (laughs) Goats are never satisfied with green pastures or peaceful grazing. And you know what a goat is always trying to do? It's always trying to find its way out of the fold. It it tries to get out of the fenced area. It doesn't like to live within the boundaries that are actually its protection. They want to get out on their own. They want to just roam free. Not knowing that'll put you in danger. And then... They love to agitate. They love to stir, shake things up, cause changes. And they're always butting. That's why a goat's favorite word is but. I know, but. And goats 
They eat anything, good or bad. In other words, they're not discerning of their diet. They're not cautious. They'll take anything. God has called us to be people of discernment. And when we're part of the fold, we begin to get instructed in what's right, what's wrong, what's healthy, what's unhealthy. We learn how to discern what a good diet is for our lives. And as a result, we're kept safe. I want to encourage you today to be part of the fold. Let God bring you in to be part of the fold. Because that's where your protection is. We are family through the blood of Jesus. We all have a part to play. And it's when we're in the fold that not only are we protected, but we begin to experience the fullness of life that Jesus came to bring. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for making the way through Jesus Christ Not only for us to be reconciled to you, but to become part of your family. And Lord, it's when we're part of the family, your family, that we begin to experience discovery and recovery. The discovery of how we fit, the discovery of the gift or gifts you've given us, the discovery of our function, of our place within your family, within the body. And it's also in your family that we experience recovery. It's in your family that we experience healing. It's in your family that we experience restoration in areas where because of weakness or because of bad decisions, lack of discernment, we blew it. And yet when we're connected to your family, we can be restored. We can be set in place again. We can begin to not only experience healing in that area that's been fractured, but ultimately functioning as we ought to and can in that area. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for making it possible for us to experience fullness of life through our connection with you and our connection with the body of Christ. We want to be part of your fold. Show me, Lord, what my part is. Show me. I want to go further in you. I want to experience optimal living in you. I want to experience, Lord, the fullness of your spirit of faith, of wisdom in my life. Yes, Lord. I realize you call me to experience a life where fear no longer reigns, where discouragement cannot defeat me, and where I lack nothing because you supply everything I need through my connection with you and my connection with your family. I don't know what you're needing right now, but I know who has the supply that contains the provision of what you need. It's our God. And 
Maybe you need a healing in your body. He's the healer. Maybe you need a healing in your soul. Maybe your mind is troubled. Maybe as you heard me talk about anxiety, depression, you've dealt or are dealing with it right now. And you say, Pastor, I need that peace that God has promised. I need His peace to come and fill me. I want to invite you forward. This area in the front, we call it the altar. I want you to come. And there's others of you that are saying today, I want to move from the flock to the fold. I want to experience what it is to have God's power not only working in me, but through me. I want that. That's you. You come as well. If you need healing, you come. If you need right now victory over fear, you come. If you need victory over anxiety, you come. If you know in your heart it's time to move from the flock to the fold, and it's time for you to experience the fullness of life that God's calling you to, you come as well. This is your moment. You come right now. Don't wait on anybody. You come. God is ready to meet us at this altar. There are leaders, there are prayer workers ready to help assist you and I in calling upon God. Come on, let's go.